Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and it is Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Welcome to Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We're minus a sister right now, but technically not because I am with a new sister. <laughs> so she's kind of going to fill in today, but she's also our special guest. I am so excited to welcome to the podcast family, the amazing Carolyn Warren. Carolyn, thank you so much for being on today with the Two Sisters podcast. <laughs> Hi, Janice. It is so great to be with you today. Uh, and make sure that you tell your sister, your other sister, I said hello and I missed her this morning. I sure will. Thank you so much. So, you know, sometimes when I do an introduction, I honestly cannot give the introduction the due justice that it's deserved. Um, so I'm, if you don't mind, just going to read from your bio. Is that all right with That's you? That's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. Carolyn is a motivator and encourager who believes that every woman has a unique quality that sets her apart. Through her coaching, speaking, and personal development training, she helps women reclaim their voice and define their message. With that knowledge, they set goals and determine the practical strategies required for success. So I want to kind of dive into that part of your bio because okay. that is a lot, mm -hmm. and, but it's amazing that what you do. So if you could just, and by the way, you are also obviously a certified Maxwell behavior analysis trainer and consultant a Maxwell certified coach and speaker and an an entrepreneur with over 20 mm -hmm. years of nonprofit leadership. So we need to dive right on into this bio because it's just fascinating. Thank you. Well, um, I have always been uh, passionate about helping people to discover uh, the special unique talents and abilities that they have. And I found for myself that that was uh, liberating. It was empowering to know, to have a sense of purpose and why you are even on the earth. And I think for women, uh, we have a tendency to be um, pulled along by the culture, the society telling us what we should do, how we should dress, uh, what's, uh, uh, what validates us that we forget to look inside and to see those special qualities that make us unique, but also make us very powerful in being able to uh, interact with other people and live life with a purpose. And so instead of us comparing ourselves to one another, looking inside and discovering and, and learning how to uh, improve on those skills and abilities that we have really makes all the difference. And it actually becomes part of our purpose and also gives us a voice. For me, uh, for my personal experience, when I realized that no matter what title I, I I'm using at that moment, uh, whatever I am doing, whatever my responsibilities happen to be, when I realized that 
one of the things that makes me so unique is my ability to encourage and motivate people. And when I realized that that was something that God had given me that was unique to me and that was a tool for me to touch the lives of people, it really changed my perspective on life. So it's not about the role, but it's about how I function. It's how I show up. So even if I'm at the grocery store, I, I, I show up at the grocery store with purpose because I know one of my um, one of the reasons why I'm here is to motivate and in, to encourage someone. And so I think when we, as women and really uh, as people, when we really don't understand what we are carrying, we are at a deficit and it, and it causes us to look outside and to look at other people and then begin to compare ourselves to them. Thank you so much. I was feverishly writing some notes down um, and I picked up obviously on a couple things and I didn't pick up on everything. Mm -hmm. I was writing so fast, but I think it's very unique that you brought up purpose, mm -hmm. voice, encourage and motivate. And I think for women, especially women, having that voice, having that purpose, especially maybe for a woman who is trying so desperately to find her voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is one thing, because I know there's a lot of women out there that need to hear your story. What are What is maybe one thing that you can suggest to them and obviously we'll make sure that your contact information. So if they want to reach out to you directly, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, you've got to reach out to Carolyn. <laughs> she's marvelous. What is one thing that you can perhaps say to them for that encouragement and motivation? They're just maybe feeling like, oh, all this stuff going on. Well, I think that one of the, the um issues that we suffer with as women is that we don't believe in ourselves. Um, you know, I believe that um, all of us, life prepares us. Life is always preparing us. Even the, the negative things that happen, the challenges that we go through and the triumphs and the wins that we have, all of those are preparing us to be stronger, to be more courageous, to be, um, more um, understanding and connecting with our purpose and, and our destiny. And I think that sometimes if we would just take a moment and look at where have I come from? What have I accomplished? Where, where were my wins? And one of the things that I like to do with people and I endeavor to do this with myself is look back and, and, and even in those darkest times, what did I learn or what was that lesson endeavoring to teach me? And if, if we are honest and we're open, we'll be able to see, okay, I, I learned something when I came through that process. I'm a stronger person because of that. I realized that there is a depth inside of me that I didn't know existed before. And all of these things sort of 
strengthen us and help us to stand a little bit stronger and stand a little bit taller and to say, yes, there's something of value that I carry. There is something inside of me that uh, I can share with the world and the world needs to hear my story. And we all have a story. I'm no one unique. We all have a story and we all have, even in our times of challenge, that is part of our story. And so even if you feel like you failed, there is still something that you can take from that and, and, and be encouraged in who you are and where your potential actually lies. You know, potential is, I think, an underrated word mm -hmm. because, you know, when you mentioned about looking at a tragedy or something that you've been through and look back, back at it as what did I learn? Mm -hmm. There really is no failure in that because mm -hmm. there is a story behind that story, almost like making it through the rain and having that depth and strength to pinpoint the blessings of that. Mm -hmm. In fact, before we um, went live on our Facebook page, I briefly mentioned to you, um, gave you an update on my son. And th this is very true. He suffered a life-threatening injury. And for two weeks, it was doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. But here we are eight, nine weeks later, and his progress thus far is miraculous. That's There's amazing. a story in that to tell. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I scribbled down some things the other day that, you know, there's maybe another parent out there. It doesn't have to be mm -hmm. a mom. It could be a dad. Like, you know, what can I learn from this experience? And speaking of experience, obviously I want to chat about your new book, The mm -hmm. Women at the Table, Ordinary Women, Ordinary Moments, Extraordinary impact now i know a lot obviously know a lot about <laughs> this book because we are friends on facebook so i know a lot about this book but again i can't do it justice will you please enlighten our audience and tell us how you came to write this book because there is such depth meaning and strength not just through you but through the women at the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the idea to write the book uh, was not, it didn't start with me. Um, you know, my husband has written several books and uh, I never had a desire to write a book. It wasn't on my bucket list. It wasn't something that I was working towards or even wanted to do. Uh, but one one day, um, my husband and I were, were on vacation and I was sitting by the hotel pool and getting ready to just relax and unwind. And this thought drops into my spirit. And it's like, it was almost audible to me. And it said, uh, I want you to write a book. And I knew that it was God. So I got you know my pen and, and paper and he said, I want you to write a book. And these are some of the topics that I want you to cover in the book. And so, you know, I wrote everything down and he gave me the title. He said that it was to be called The Women at the Table. I didn't have the subtitle yet. All I had was the title of the book. 
And so as I was writing this, you know, what the Lord was giving me, when I was finished, I thought, why would anyone want to read a book that I wrote? You know, my life isn't that exciting. I'm no one famous. I don't have a famous name. Uh, you know, who's going to read a book that I wrote? And one thing that I've realized throughout this process is that I believe God was using me to help some other women to see themselves bigger in the whole scheme of life. You know, I heard from God and I second guessed myself and said, why, why would anyone want to write, listen, or uh, why would anyone want to read a story that I wrote? And I believe that that is one of the um, uh, fallacies that so many of us go through, not because we are unconsciously looking outside and comparing ourselves to other people. We are also undermining what God has put within us. And as I began to write the story, I realized that there was a theme that was developing, that these women, the women at the table were seven women who happened to be friends of my mother, my mother being one of them. And they sat around her kitchen table and, you know, they would visit and just sort of, you know, um, uh, share what was going on in the neighborhood, but they were friends. And so because they had access uh, to my mother, I had access to them. But as I was writing the story, I realized that these women were not famous either. They weren't rich. They weren't educated. Uh, you know, none of them had a college degree. None of them were business owners. None of the things that the world normally classifies us as being worthy of writing a book or being a leader. But what I saw was that all of them were leaders. All of them had something that allowed them to impact my life in a very extraordinary way where I, at you know, 50, 60 years later, I'm still talking about these women because they had such an impact on me. They, they taught me lessons. They reproved me and corrected me. They challenged me. They helped me to see the possibilities that I carried. And so I think that it's a relevant, uh, the book is relevant because we are all trying to find our voice. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, and we think that finding it is going to be in another degree or uh, a title or um, an increase in pay. And not to say that those things are not important, but until we find that, uh, become comfortable in who we are and why we are on the face of the earth, we'll continue to just be uh, racking up accolades and mm -hmm. things that we think will qualify us in the world. Where, and what really qualifies us is who we are. And everybody has something. And as the reader reads my book, they'll see that these seven women were all different, different personalities, different, um, you know, some of them were extroverts, some were introverts, some were uh, mothers, some were not. 
but it didn't matter. There was something inside of each of them. So as um, uh, the reader reads the book, I want them to begin to do a little bit of self-evaluation and self-discovery. And they'll start out reading my story, but by the end of the book, they will have transitioned into their story. At the end of each chapter, there is a, uh, a question. Uh, it's called table talk. So they'll read a chapter and at the end of the chapter, there's a table talk and there's a question that uh, looks at, uh, encourages them to look inside and to sort of find their own voice, find their own message, find out what is it that, um, uh, you know, where, what, what have I, um, uh, uh, what am I carrying and how can I use that to have impact on, on the lives of those I meet? I think that is fascinating because, you know, the wisdom, the sharing of their stories mm -hmm. was impactful in such a way. It did not matter whether they had all sorts of accolades or, mm -hmm. you know, titles after their names, their title, their God given what they were telling their stories impacted you in a way to continue that wisdom and share the depth of their stories and what they've been through. And I'm curious to know, and I hope this is okay to ask, uh -huh. are any of those women still alive today? My mother is still alive today. Oh. Uh, yes. And in fact, on the 29th of this month, which is in about seven days, she will be, she will celebrate her 101 first birthday. So she'll be 101. And, um, you know, it is just such a, a blessing uh, to be able to, you know, tell her, um, share this book with her. And, you know, I, I, um, as I was writing the book, one of the things I, I realized is that, you know, some of the women, I don't think I ever really said, thank you. Uh, you know, there was a time, I think that sometimes there, we are experiencing uh, situations, we're having interactions, we're having conversations, and we really don't understand the impact that it is making. And it's, maybe a lack of maturity on our part, uh, uh, not really understanding that today I'm gaining some information and insight that I may not use for five or 10 years. But um, in some ways, I'm almost glad that I did not say thank you then because I probably would not be sharing their story and my story today. And so in some ways, uh, they are still living and getting more quote unquote press uh, <laughs> because I had to write the book. And part of writing the book was to say thank you to them. And in essence, I'm also giving them voice. I'm giving, um, sharing their message and, and sharing uh, their testimony. Uh, so they, they still are living. They're just not here with us at the moment. That is beautiful. And I just want to say a big shout out, obviously, to your mom. Happy birthday next week, yes, Carolyn's mom, yes. 101. 
you know, that, that is kind of a big deal. 100. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, if I could just share for a moment, Absolutely. one of the things about my mother, and I think this is why it is so important for us to understand what it is that we carry. My mother is, carries the spirit of a mother. Anyone who comes into her presence picks up on that. And it doesn't matter once you tap into what is you are carrying and what it is that you, how you impact the lives of people, it goes with you throughout your life. So my mother lives in a senior building and she's the oldest person that's there. And so, you know, she interacts with uh, these younger people in, in her building and they're, you know, in sixties or seventies or eighties, mm -hmm. but it's uh, often what happens is that those individuals, when they interact with her, they pick up on her mothering spirit and they'll ask her, will, will you be my mother? Will you step in and be my mother? And so once you have, you recognize what it is you carry, you have a voice that follows you and that's always present. So even when she is 101, uh, because that's who she is, that's who, you know, people that pick up on that when they interact with her, they recognize that that is the reason why she was placed on the face of the earth, is to make sure that people un know and understand the love of a mother. And even that, with those that she is not birthed. That is just beautiful. Has she read your book? Not yet. Not yet. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm going to present it to her at, for her birthday. So yeah, she knows it's coming, but yeah, no, she doesn't have her copy yet. <laughs> oh, I bet there will be tears flowing. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Please take a lot of pictures. Yes. Wow. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about obviously what you do on a daily basis mm -hmm. um, because of all the different things that you do. Do you work with clients? I'm sure that I know the answer to this. Obviously, you probably work with your clients virtually a lot of times. Yes, yes. And that is one of the, the great things about um, having the internet, you know, having, being able to connect with people really all over the world. And uh, so, yes, I can do it virtually. And That's then, uh, you know, a couple times a year, and this was, of course, prior to COVID, and I'm, I believe we'll eventually get back there, but I would do uh, workshops and in person. And, uh, you know, I think there's still a, um, a way to pull a group together and have that interaction that, that is so important. So hopefully we'll get back to the place where we can do face-to-face uh, -face meetings as well. That would be wonderful. And, and I also, this just kind of popped into my head and there's kind of a lot of popping going on today. Uh -huh. <laughs> I see you doing an online virtual summit. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Yes, that's something that I've got on the back burner. And, um, you know, one of the um, uh, challenges that I've had is that um, while writing the book, I've also had to learn how to become socially savvy on online. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, not only was I weren't learning how to focus on writing a book and writing a story, but, you know, how do I, how do I communicate about my book in a virtual world? And I was one who, you know, I, I shied away from social media, just didn't understand, you know, the importance of it. And I used to jokingly say, you know, about Facebook, I know that it's about having friends. Oh, I don't care if I have any friends on Facebook. Well, that was because I didn't understand the impact that you could have. And so, um, you know, I've, I've been learning how to do it, learn Canva. I mean, so this, the last two years, I've not only been writing a book, but also learning how to stretch myself, step outside of my comfort zone, push myself to learn things that I didn't think was important. But um, so my story has been uh, a story that I think all of us have to go through. And, and I don't think it's, you know, you do it once and, and that's it. But I think that we are, should be constantly learning. And how do we when we take the focus off of ourselves and put it on someone else, and how can I have impact? How can I help someone have a breakthrough? How can I help someone have a time of transformation? Then it forces us who are leaders and are concerned about working with people, it forces us to step outside of our comfort zone because it's no longer about us. And that's one of the messages in the book is that by the time the reader gets to the last chapter, this is no longer about you. It is about what's inside of you. You've discovered that, you've nurtured it. You've determined you know, that possibly there's some things that you need to expand on and you need to develop. But in the last chapter, it's like, okay, you now know what you carry. So how now do you take that and touch somebody else? touch them, help them, uh, give voice to what it is so that you can help someone else have a time of transformation. And uh, one of the things that I encourage, and I really push this in that last chapter, is that it's not about what you're going to get back. It's not what you're going to receive. All of these women who impacted my life, did, some of them didn't get a thank you. Some of them didn't even get an acknowledgement that, okay, what you just shared with me impacted me and changed my life. And so there's something about giving, not because you're going to receive, but giving because that is why you have a talent or an ability. And so we get an opportunity to pay it forward. And so the book is part of my paying it forward. Carolyn, I think that is amazing. And when you were describing that, I almost feel like it's twofold. Mm -hmm. So you set out to write this book to, you received a message from God and you started writing everything down, but the story and the story evolved. And here you are with this amazing book, but what I think is also amazing is you're sharing your impact on the experiences of that moment, those life lessons learned from all these amazing women, 
but you're going forward to, you know, like you mentioned that, you know, social media and getting out of your comfort zone and, and creating that, that in is in and of itself is very exciting to show mm -hmm. other women and even men, of course, that through the, maybe the adversity of that fear, crushing it by going forward and learning these new things has brought you so much exposure, not just to be exposed, but to share your story in a positive, impactful way that it's, it's almost like this, this ripple effect for you mm -hmm. created years ago. Yes. And I think that uh, uh, that's so important because um, when we step outside of our comfort zone or when we take the focus off of ourselves and realize that we are here, our purpose is, is more than just, you know, us individually doing great things or, you know, all these major accomplishments, but it is how can I impact those that I come in contact with? And for some of us, that might be thousands of people, but for others, it may be a small group of people, but still the, the, um, uh, we both individuals have the same responsibility is to impact the lives of individuals and help them on their, on their journey. And, uh, you mentioned fear. Sometimes fear keeps us from doing it. Uh, it, sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. Sometimes we feel like, um, you know, we downplay those great qualities that we carry. And sometimes it's just life situations sort of, you know, takes over and we get so uh, focused on this trial or this adversity that we're going through that we lose sight of the big picture. And and for me, um, you know, just to share a little bit of my story, I've, I've suffered from um, migraines since, you know, I was 12, 12 years old. Remember the first time I had one. And, you know, that can be a very, um, it, well, they are very painful. They're very uncomfortable. And, you know, I've learned over the years how to manage them, you know, so that they are they don't stop me in my tracks, but sometimes, you know, you get so focused in on that adversity that you forget, okay, I've got to learn how to push through this. And so all of us, there's something that we have to push through. You know, I had to learn how to listen for the signs or see the signs when one was coming and, and learn how to divert um, um, you know, having a migraine, having, you know, being out of commission for a day or two, uh, learning that there were some things that I could do. You know, I can change my diet. I can exercise more, drink more water. And so, but sometimes we see the adversity and it sort of takes over. But for when you recognize that there is something inside of you, that you're here for a purpose, then we have to figure out, okay, how am I going to move through this? Because the purpose that is inside of me only gets fulfilled when I give it out and uh, move and, and touch someone else's life. 
So we've all got to learn how to move past our fear, move past adversity, move past our own self-doubt, being you know, our own worst enemy. And some of these situations I actually learned because of the interaction that I had with the ladies at my mother's table. I love that. And, you know, sometimes adversity, I think for a lot of us, it's almost as if we're stuck in a muck, you know, that adversity keeps us stalled. It's, it's like, we can't get past what we need to get past. But I think a lot of times, and I know I've experienced this and obviously also being a health coach, Mm -hmm. you know, what I, what I've often said is when adversity strikes us, even though it's such an adversity, we need, we know that we need to move past it. It's a normal behavior for us. Mm -hmm. It's a normal pattern. And that's what we know but it's difficult to get over here, obviously when you're Mm -hmm. stuck over here, right? So Mm -hmm. normal is comfortable, right? even though Mm -hmm. it's an adversity, it's still comfortable because that is what we're used to. And it sounds like like from your life stories and through your coaching, you've been able to obviously help women in in that regard Mm -hmm. to move past that adversity through all of these life lessons. And I think that's just, amazing. Well, as you, you mentioned that you are uh, also a health coach, wellness coach. And um, I think that sometimes uh, individuals don't understand and uh, recognize the importance of having someone come alongside of you and help you through some of these transitions or helping you uh, navigate through them. You know, none of these women that, um, you know, in my book um, had the carry the, the title of a coach. But looking back on it, I was being coached in many of those situations. I was being coached through, you know, uh, uh, a life transition or uh, through a situation or a circumstance that I was having difficulty with. And just having someone to, walk beside you, to encourage you, to give you wisdom and understanding and insight that you just don't have. You know, we like to think that we know everything and that we don't need someone else, but none of us, we don't know it all. Uh, There are things that, you know, we haven't lived long enough or we haven't experienced it before. And so we just don't have the track record to be able to go through that situation successfully or as quickly as we would like. And so, you know, I believe that coaching is one of the most valuable things that, that we can do. And, um, you know, whenever someone can avail ourselves themselves of a life coach, um, you know, I, I really believe that it is worth the time and any, uh, finances that you need to contribute to that. That is wonderful. And on that note, I just want to thank you so much for your insight today and sharing so much about what you do that's so impactful for so many people. And congratulations on your new book. Um, 
I see that definitely being a bestseller for sure. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> and for everyone who's interested in Carolyn's book, it is available on Amazon, The Women at the Table. I will make sure that the Amazon link is below the live of this video on our Facebook page. And we will also put that in our show notes when this gets uploaded to our all of our different platforms. I know Carol Sue certainly missed this one. She yeah. was she was so excited to uh, have a chat with you. Um, and I know she'll be listening to this. So we missed you today, Cass Sue. We love and miss you. And Carolyn. Hi, Carol Sue. Cass <laughs> Sue, <laughs> hey, Sissy. We need to have you back on again. Um, thank you so much for oh, being Oh, it's been my today. pleasure. Yes. My, my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. We are missing um, Cass Sue, Carol Sue, AKA Nani Boss. <laughs> my two sisters, my other sister is in here always. Thank you so much, Carolyn. It's been newly, my pleasure. The newly adopted sister. <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday at 8 a.m. or thereabouts. Sometimes we go earlier, sometimes we go later. It just depends. You all have a great day and know that you can create your impact zone through your life lessons learned. Contact Carolyn. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>